Welcome to Probing Deeper with my normal sounding voice, and it's fine. We don't care. <laughs> uh, welcome to Probing Deeper for uh, February 2022, where we are breaking down uh, kind of a review discussion spoiler cast. So turn off those old timey radios and turn up your podcast device to get spoiled for the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Well, whatever, Joe. I love you. <laughs> but, Dad, we're we're very estranged and and uh, haven't talked in like four years. Do you know they have a Huntington Beach where we are? <laughs> <laughs> it's not much different. <laughs> I moved here so I could <laughs> live in like the same life, but without you, with like three thousand miles yeah. between us. And I wanted my guns, but then I sold them all anyway. <laughs> and I. Uh, can't even play tennis anymore <laughs> because my hat will explode. <laughs> my hat. <laughs> I've had COVID for three, two, one times. <laughs> I'll show you that ring. <laughs> yeah. I'll show you that ring. <laughs> forgot about that, that girl. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, that was a Kiwi. Right, right. Well, I think uh, Tamara Morrison is as well, who plays Boba. Oh, right, 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 right. right. Very similar. I was yeah. thinking, yeah, South African, but yeah, Kiwi, yeah. Aussie. No, I thought that too, but I'm pretty sure he's a, yeah, he's yeah. a newsie. That's what I call him. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, News, is actually just about uh, New Zealand. The, exactly. About Christ, uh, the downtown Christchurch, you know. Yes. And all the sheep and uh, those weird parrots that walk around on the ground. Exactly, yes. Uh, kiwis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I call those green fuzzy fruits. Exactly. Yes. The uh, meaty, yeah. I get I get them sickums in my tummies when I eat them raw. <laughs> I don't know. He's got himself sickums in his tummies, mum. In his tummies. <laughs> I guess we could be the, the rock guy from... Uh, Thor Ragnarok yeah. as well. <laughs> Tycho, well Tycho's big titties. Yeah. What, are, what are they called? <laughs> well, in, in The Rock, see, he sounds like the Tycho, but I don't think that is Tycho. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he does the voice for him. Was that? Because I feel like there's one of those too. ones that everyone's like, it's that guy. And they're like, no, it's actually someone else. Let me see. Let me see. Not, yeah, not to Tycho be a dick. He portrays Korg through the use Tycho. of motion capture. No, okay. I remember, but I remember the story. Like, they cast somebody else initially but then it like wasn't working and so he just ended up saying oh, i'll fucking voice him okay because for some reason i thought i'm like oh that's him and then people are like no it's not him it's a different whatever person yeah, he, but, he yeah, directed that movie and yeah. uh, and starred as korg uh, uh right the lovable rock gentleman from uh as a side note <laughs> i i still don't understand the whole uh, nine realms that include Asgard and, you know, fucking the Sufgard and all those other places mm-hmm. uh, it, it, in the Marvel universe, right? Because it's like, okay, so there's nine sort of, they're sort of planets, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't seem to be dimensions, though I guess they could be. I mean, what's the difference, right? It's, uh, you gotta travel by a, a vast, an Einstein Rosen bridge, you know, on the branches of Yggdrasil, the, the world tree there, but, uh, if there's there's only nine of them, but then they also know about all the other planets in the universe because the the world tree is supposed to be like the frame of the universe. You know what I mean? Is it like are these nine key planets? Is it just the ones that that they initially could get to a long time ago? So that's why they all you know fuck with each other and trade with each other, or whatever. But like 
it's very strange. Like is, is, are these planets just completely, you know, quantum entangled, right. And it connected They're trillions of miles apart, but, uh, they can, they can be frost, you know, uh, uh, through to each of them. It was very, right. So, uh, plus it doesn't ever seem Asgard just seems kind of like a flat earth, uh, theory, <laughs> a view of a planet, you know, it just, seems like it literally is just like a big, huge plot of land with mountains and a big lake that falls into the right. nothing space, you know? Yeah. So. And then Ragnarok happens, <laughs> um, which again, I don't know why that guy can kill not enchantress, but what's her name? Um, Hella. Yeah. Hella. Uh, can kill she, her when she's like invincible, but that guy's like right, very exactly. invincible because he <laughs> was defeated. <laughs> oh, I'm very invincible. <laughs> defeat me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. I mean, I guess it's just because you just have to kind of go with it that it's prophecy, you know? Yeah, he has uh, ultimate power in that weird scenario. Exactly, yes, because his fucking yeah, helmet grown. My crown is put into the earth or whatever. <laughs> Classic server. That's a perfect server impression. My ground is put into the earth. Because that's that's what he's like. No, it's my ground. And yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I fell asleep watching that movie like a thousand times, Johnny. Okay. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about bad fight choreography quite a bit in this episode. But uh, that movie, once again, uh, <laughs> it's like if I don't understand. Well, not once again. Sorry. I'm, I keep thinking of it. But and I talked to Sarah about this. I was like, why Hela seems to have no shortage of the infinite gigantic swords that she can throw out of her cloak. Mm -hmm. and so, or out of nothingness, right? Like, and yet she chooses sometimes to just fight hand to hand close. Like whatever. <laughs> it's just like, I love it. Just all the rules go out the window for the core, the, the needed choreography for a scene. It, it's all, you know, obviously there's a, a 45 degree positive graph, that that gets higher the more important the more lines a character has basically in the movie right so yeah and i mean you could argue she's bored and just wants to do it right because she knows there's no repercussion so it's like if i'm invincible why do i need to work faster right that is a good point that is a good point uh also the uh uh the drawings the almost cave-esque drawings of her on uh you know fenris mm -hmm. fenris the wolf Looks like a little kid drew Fenris. Like the like he has like very right. very weird little pin legs, and like a huge head, and like a too short tail and all that stuff. Anyway, so mm. uh, we are uh, uh, also. I mean, hey, this turned into a Marvel cast. Huh? Uh, I don't think anyone's ever same seen that difference, before, huh? You know, to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, we started watching Loki, and we are. Oh, I enjoyed that. I think four episodes, and yeah, it's it's much different than I thought. I'll, I will give it that. It's it's entertaining. Uh, and it's much different than I thought. Um, did you get I, to WandaVision yet? No, because we're doing in the timeline order. So that right. Loki's first WandaVision is next after this. So, um, but uh, yeah, and uh, cool that it's definitely feels like the same quality. Like you were saying, you know, it's like, oh, they're just going to be TV shows or at least part of the phases is going to be TV shows now instead of movies. And the quality seems pretty much the same as the movies. It yeah. doesn't seem like, you know, a fucking well, again, I think they version of the show. <laughs> They're like, oh, if I can lock in someone at $12 a month mm -hmm. for a year at least, that's way more profitable than a movie ticket so I can invest the same level of a movie, right? And exactly. technology and everything's made production probably cleaner and easier to do those grandiose things. So again, it's like, 
roll out nine hours of film over four years and maybe make all your money back or do 10 hours of content bled out and guaranteed bigger booms for that year. That's the, uh, when they hired Ludacris to be kind of the, yeah. the showrunner, it was the big rollout strategy. Exactly. We talking about. So, and, um, uh, Lilu was also, uh, a, a part of it with those boom, big bada boom, mm-hmm. uh, booms for dollars. Exactly. Yes. From the fifth <laughs> element. <laughs> I think you said Lilo and then his. <laughs> yeah. Her, his, mm-hmm. well, she doesn't identify. She's just love. Yes. She seems, yes, exactly. She does seem very, uh, androgynous slash non-binary. Sure. Right. Um, it is interesting. I know there's, I'm, I'm sure I'm just ignorant and there's gotta be a difference, but the term, I, it seems like androgynous is interchangeable with the terms gender fluid and non-binary, but it's not. Well, like they, feel, they seem to all have very specific. I think, yeah, non-binary is I don't identify. Androgynous is you can't tell. Yeah, I guess that's so true. So I feel like that's more of a what pr- now pronoun that someone would give to someone else saying they're androgynous, where someone would say I am non-binary. Exactly. But I would assume that you could choose to be androgynous. And I guess if you chose, then that's all that matters, right? Because it's your, uh, right. But I don't know if you would ever identify <laughs> as right. But Hey, don't tell people that they can't choose to be androgynous or right. as the cool kids call it, go and drodge. Uh, right. Yeah, right. He's a little drodge. <laughs> well, I yeah. don't know. Whoever they are is a little drodge. So, oh, see, there's the, they pronoun coming out or Exactly. I drive a drodge pickup. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> well, it's kind of like a truck, but also a car. It's like, I don't know. It's just kind of like in between. <laughs> it's just the Dodge. It's, it's, you know, GM owns Chevy as well. So it's just the Dodge. Av- it's the Dodge Avalanche. Exactly. You know, it's one of those plastic toy looking cars. So. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, it is Tuesday night and Tuesday. We came up with this last night temporaneously on the show. And it's it's. The Book of Boba Fett is a a show that I can't stop thinking about <laughs> uh, <laughs> because it is obviously, I mean, I think you are too, but like, I think the Mandalorian's a, a pretty good show. It's very, it's very entertaining. And, the, and again, the characters are heartfelt. Uh, almost all sci-fi cannot, cannot ever seem to shake the, oh shit, my fucking ringer was on all day. I turned off. Um, Cannot seem to shake those moments of, um, I think post Game of Thrones. I mean, it happened before too, but post Game of Thrones, I th- they think that like the 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 writers and everyone think that people really, 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 really want to go deep on the politics of the universe, and which is the flaws of the prequels too. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's all bureaucracy and politics. It's like guys. People only care enough if it brings, if it somehow enhances or explains or justifies like a human to inhuman element. Like if you see a bunch of poor people that are starving, it's like, yes, you should explain or show, you know, some political thing of why that's happening, right? Like some leader that's right. a revolutionary that's kind of like a socialist in the world of the future or whatever the fuck it is, you know, right? But you don't have to then what these shows always do is spend. 60% of the episodes where people are watching to see the war that is going on or the conflict that it's causing um, or the or the lore 
of this interesting universe full of hopefully interesting characters. Um, but it's like, that's the fucking George Lucas thing. That's just, I mean, and the, the Witcher season two fucking suffered from that. Like season right. one, season two, but like Witcher season two was just like, Oh my fucking God. I don't we yeah. get it. Nilfgaard is a bunch of assholes. And now the elves are fighting here. Like we get it. Right. We don't need this fucking, fucking game of Thrones. Knock the off. witches have all died. I'm sorry, I was picking up. Uh, nah. uh, was that Boba uh, Fett saying that? No, no, no. That was just whatever. Who's the elder witcher? And I told these kids how to win. Vesemir, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is shocking that it was, remember it was a big rumor that Mark Hamill was going to play Vesemir. And mm. I was like, oh, that could be a cool role now that he's a fucking grizzled, you know, everyone mm-hmm. play a grizzled old, old asshole Jedi. Um, it's kind of how Vesemir is too, but, um, uh, then they went with that guy who seemed fine, but he wasn't anything special. You know, like he wasn't right. that compelling <laughs> compared to <laughs> you're in the same room with Henry Cavill. And then the girl that plays Siri was really good. I thought like, uh, he was kind of, kind of fell flat. Um, but, uh, anyway, um, which, well, we can do, uh, which way, Witcher episode later, but, um, <laughs> which way <laughs> I will just one last point. Yeah. The first episode where it was like beauty and the beast. I'm like, Oh, this is cool though. They're going to like touch on like folklore and all these things. And then none of the episodes were like that. Yes. I was like, Oh, cool. Uh, we're going Side to missions. Yeah. Like, like on the way back to care Morin, like I thought the season was going to be like a road trip movie for him and Siri to have adventures. And also, yes, of course, get wrapped up with the main, um, plot line, you know, which, which eventually right. leads to, of course, as players of the game, like that, the, the wild hunt is searching for Siri. Right. But they just like, like you're saying, it's like they bookend the entire season with like, okay, the first episode, is just kind of establishing, hey, he's a witcher again, and here's Siri, and they're they're on their way through the wilderness to the Witcher Sanctuary, Kermoran, and then uh, it's mostly politics and um, and not enough fucking uh, a dandelion Yaskier either. They fucking left him out for only like he probably has like I don't know sixteen minutes of screen time the whole fucking series shit like that. So uh, and he was he was fun and his dynamic with Geralt's entertaining or whatever, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, um. But yeah, yeah. Witcher way do you swing <laughs> a Witcher cast? But um, yeah. uh, sucking side, off Harry Campbell. Side side <laughs> note: uh, Dave Peterson, the the linguist, you know, family friend, and the linguist mm-hmm. behind Game of Thrones and the, the late linguist stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, he's cunning as well. But yeah. uh, he he read those books, um, the actual novels that they're based on, and the short stories by the Polish author, and um, he was like those he's like i feel bad but those are some of the worst written fantasy books i've ever read Mm -hmm. and that's like just in terms of uh and he's like he's like i made sure that i got like the the translations that are considered good and like things like that but he's just like he's like they're terrible like the ideas are cool and whatever but they're terrible um to read and he's like Mm -hmm. i think it's because there just hasn't really ever been any um not Western because I mean, that's Europe, even though it's Eastern Europe, but like there hasn't really been a outside of Poland audience for that style of writing. <laughs> so mm. he's like, I think this is all there is that's popular. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, it's good. But uh, anyway, I thought that was funny, but, um, but yeah, so the, the book of Boba Fett, I have not been able to stop thinking about it. Not because I'm interested in Boba Fett. And I mean, I'm quite, quite less so <laughs> after watching this show. <laughs> 
Uh, but because of the sheer, like, I'm not even going to be, you know, a fucking tro- internet troll and go, it was like, it was stupid or it was sloppy, but it was stupid and it was sloppy. Right. And it was a, <laughs> like, it's a complete mismanagement of the character of Boba Fett, who people, of course, love. I mean, he's like, he had almost nothing to do in the entire series, but in the expanded universe and the toys and all that stuff, but he, he had just one of the coolest looks, right? The Beskar armor, the Mandalorian armor is fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in empire, he had a role and then dies very quickly in return. Well, quote right. unquote dies, right? Well, cause that um, role was, that role was spoiled and he was allergic to penicillin, which was the exactly in there. So. Um, but he did at least get some tolls because he had that role. He was able to pants. Yes, to cross that little stream and dig. Yes, so, and he uh, was a moil. <laughs> <laughs> I, cut uh, off, I cut off kids' dicks. <laughs> and then, then Ming-Na Wen, you know, Fennec goes, yeah. well, it's not actually their dicks. It's the yeah. foreskin on their penises. It's <laughs> attached to, but it's not the whole weenus itself. And he's like, gee, thanks. You're like the boringest character that's ever been in any <laughs> show, especially for an assassin. Uh, 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 the, no, the mismanagement of this character and like it, they, they're like, well, first off they fucking do, they overuse the living shit out of the flashback things in right. the act of time. Well, yeah. Like the first couple episodes, I'm like, what is happening? This is boring. <laughs> And someone was like, oh, yeah, they because they, someone asked, what did, what did I think? I was like, it's fine. It was just action and not a story. And you didn't learn much. And then someone's like, I liked it because it actually gave you a lot of information and backstory. I was like, uh, it's I like, well, yes. Yeah, I mean, you yes. get to see how he gets out of the fucking right. Sarlacc pit. Right. But. It's like, yes, factually, you are correct, sir, whoever you were talking to. But yeah, is the is the quality of that story good and is that story interesting in the fucking least like right like why why did he only have backstory from uh the end of you know because i think of the mandalorian timeline which he is obviously sh- paired with it's like what like a, a ch- like a like less than 10 years after return of the jedi or something like that yeah, yeah something like that uh, and also I can't fuck like, like it's, it's, it explicitly, explicitly says whatever that timeline is in the Mandalorian at some point. I can't remember, but Mm -hmm. if you watch this first, it's like, well, was he in the Sarlacc stomach for years or minutes or, and then also was he then with the Tusken Raiders for years or a couple weeks or like what, like, because to then catch up to the Mandalorian. So return of the Jedi ends. And then Mandalorian is at least minimum years. Like they say it's a few years at least. After. Right, right, right. Because again, the Empire's fallen. They're still stormtroopers and right. they're kind of starting to build back. Exactly, right. And then eventually becoming the First Order and the, right, right. the, the new tri- trilogy and all that stuff. But like it's... Uh, it's Even if it's here. five years. Right. <laughs> he was either I, in the Sarla... Because, you know, remember, you know, C-3PO is like in the original trilogy. He's like, he's like, oh. You will fall into the Sarlacc pit and it will be slowly digested over a thousand years or whatever. And I'm like, I'm also like, right. I don't know how that, what they, they made it sound like you're going to be alive for that. Whole right. Time. Right. Everyone's <laughs> been like, well, you're just going to die at some point exactly. of just born them. <laughs> if it takes you that long. <laughs> born them. Damn near yeah. killed them. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I got the vibe. He was with the sand people. Yes. 
aka Tuscan Raiders, no race comment, um, for a while, for a good chunk of years. Like like his ex- his escaping and getting their trust was probably yes. like six months. Right, right, right. And then he probably lived with them for a few years, and then whoever they because he left. I forgot. Did he leave them? Then they got murdered. Yes, he ends up. Uh, they do the whole um, speeder bike thing. He teaches them how to ride it. They hijack the train. They piss right. off the pike, the pikers um, that are running the spice. Which also, come on, why is guys, it called spice? Are you fucking seriously, calling this orange dust that's apparently a drug spice? Right. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, yeah, no, I thought the same thing. I'm like, this, this is. There's no canon that they have to call this spice. <laughs> Have a cool so Star why? Wars name for it. Like, yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck. Even if it's a powder, that's fine. But, like... Well, one cool of the movies, f- didn't they call them Death Sticks? Not this drug, but they're just called, like, you know, cigarette. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, a harder drug. Which, like, it was, like, prequel stuff. Right. But. Even if it was slang or whatever, that's cool. At least it's the yeah. slang of right. that planet or these the fucking culture, whatever, right? So... Right. You want some Jabba powder or some, like, yes, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> Tatooine salt or something. I don't know, you know. Yeah, have yeah, have somebody go, oh, having a little too much Tatooine salt or something like right. which I'm I'm lapsing into he doesn't like you either, or I don't no. like you either. <laughs> I love you, Harry. <laughs> it's just Hagrid meeting yeah. for the first time. Uh but uh Which again yeah. in uh what's it called? What's the one where they um get the Death Star plants? Rogue One. Rogue One. And they show those guys. I was like, everyone's like, oh, that's such a cool callback. I'm like, that was the worst makeup. Right. It's like, I've if you're going to ever seen that, that guy's face yeah. looks totally distorted. Yes. And the, the ass face character looks totally different. It's like, how could you guys not nail that? I know. I know. It's like, guys, there are better Halloween masks that you could have bought from Cinema Secrets in Burbank of those fucking characters that yeah. you could have just thrown it off. You know what I mean? And it's but, not like, again, they were years away. It was like supposed to be, they were there like two days before. Like, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The guy looked like a completely different age underneath all yeah, the makeup yeah. and whatever. And it's just like, okay guys. But, um, but yeah, like, but timeline wise, I'm just like, okay, I guess, I guess he's with these people for a couple weeks or a few years. I guess we're right. supposed to, to somehow under fucking stand that. And so thank also, you for the appreciation, Jim. <laughs> I worked very hard to gain their yeah. trust. It was wild. <laughs> they told me to build a stick with a bullsack and a spike <laughs> on the end of it. I am my dad. By a mean guy of golf. <laughs> it's wild as well. Uh, also, why that my point earlier was, was if you're going to have all these fucking flashbacks, I under, it seemed a little forced that it, it was only the Tuscan Raider times, right? It's supposed to be this redemption thing. And he grows, he's instead of being a dickhead bounty hunter that just thinks of himself, he gets a little empathy and becomes part of a family or something. And I guess, right. is that a way to show that he can not wear his mask? Cause he's now not Mandalore tribe. He's Tuscan Raider tribe. Well, he was never Mandalorian, right? No, like, uh, well, I mean, yeah, Jango raised him. But again, in the movies, they, he still wore the badge. He had the it's, furs. Yes, exactly. He yes. didn't take off his helmet. Right. It all gets a little messy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but but also, you could also argue that as we're learning, as people learned in the CG cartoons, and then now in the most recent uh, season two of Mandalorian, uh, you know, there's the whole, the, the Mandalorians like the Mandal, like D- Din Djarin are, like a cult, a subcult of Mandalorian people, whereas the right, right, right. of the world are all they don't they don't do the whole fucking you got to keep you know your yeah, helmet, the helmet forever yeah. and all this weird shit. So, 
Uh, to them, it's weird, right? But why in the if you're going to show the fucking back to tank scene where he's floating around in there, and of course we're all wondering what he's doing with his hands in there if he's in a queue yeah. or if he's in water. Well, it's not whatever. the vertical, just like Lou can. This is a lay down yes, one, exactly. <laughs> just chilling. Uh, but uh, why did we not get any other flashbacks? to times we haven't fucking i know we haven't seen the tuscan raider shit but it's like maybe go back to like when he was younger and like show some fucking cool shit of how he fit into the the bespin or something you know what i mean like i don't know like well, where'd he things, get his armor right like like we yeah we still don't fucking know that. <laughs> and it's the it, all we ever get is the little scene at one point when he's a little kid that they kind of you know touched up right. from uh uh attack of the clone. one of the prequels yeah and uh where he sees you know Django fett flying off and he's all bummed out whatever um but uh yeah it's just like i don't know and 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 this the saddest thing overall kind of like skipping to the end but the saddest thing i think about this whole uh mini series is that when he showed when when the tables were turned and he randomly shows up in the mandalorian i was like oh that's fucking sick like that's cool Mm -hmm. that he has this cameo in here and we'll get to cameos in in a little bit (laughs) but uh, it's it's cool that he had this cameo in here and that he's like not he wasn't just wearing the armor you're like oh why is he wearing this fucking black robe and why is he it is like all that kind of shit it's just like it's it's so weird it's it's a complete this is like the antithesis like an overcorrection from like let's say the movie solo where instead of leaving it alone because nobody cares it's it's like you just take now you you tell uh the audience why his last name is solo in some two second immigration line right scene like it's like okay well if you're gonna only do that then just don't do it at all like nobody really gives a shit that much but now you've taken those two seconds have now tainted Ruined. Uh, yeah you're like it, it's like well it's like the metachlorians it's like yes, everything exactly. in star wars like don't explain right. it Right. Like, I want to know where he got his armor, but I don't. Right. I'm going to say that I do, but don't ever show me. And and we know, hey, like, hey, Disney Plus, like, we know you're going to give us a lot of time with Boba, a lot of new stories with Boba Fett being older. And that's a cool premise in and of itself. Like, him being yeah. a crime lord, like, like the, on paper, this show sounds really cool. But instead, you, you got to give us something to to link him to, like, interesting scenes from, like, if you're going to be so flashback heavy give the audience the other side of something that they, that has become like canon and, and everyone's seen this scene a million times. Like, Oh, that's cool. He was back there. He did that. Like, I don't know. Like, right. I'm not the writer. Be smart about it and say how he got this piece of his armor or he did this on whatever. Or, I don't know. Like, yeah, but where'd he get his rocket? Right. Exactly. But it's just like, ugh, anyway, it's, well, they it's, still should have just remade the book. Um, Tales from Jabba's palace. That mm-hmm. would have been more interesting to right. me. Right, because that was all the all the news stories when this this movie or when this uh, series was teased at the end of the Mandalorian last year. All the press releases were all about like, oh, like borrowing heavily from books from Jabba's palace, like all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but it seems like they uh, they quite missed the mark. Pivoted. But, um, but uh, let let's uh, let, the first thing. I'm not going to go in any fucking order. I'm not going to say like let's talk no, about characters yeah. or whatever, but. The first episode still, I mean, it, it kind of shapes the entire mess that the show is going to become. Something that bothers me quite a bit uh, is the first episode is, you know, it's it's a uh, uh, Fennec Shand played by Ming-Na Wen, a.k.a. Mulan, uh, and then Boba Fett played by Tamura Morrison. Uh, fine. I think he's also done 
Uh, didn't is he the one that also did all the voices for all the clones in the the CG cartoons? I was going to say this guy's got to love his career because yes. <laughs> I'm assuming yeah he he has now had a a full time lovely life and job exactly off of yeah. one role because yeah I think he if he didn't do all the voices in the cartoons he's an idiot but exactly yeah but at the very yeah. least it's his likeness and like all that shit too yeah. or whatever but uh, yeah he gets to be one guy but play infinite character like different versions right. of, of that guy but uh but yeah they're they we don't know really how yet but they took over Jabba's palace they they fucking took over um who was the assistant guy well, Bib Fortuna, Bib Fortuna took over when Jabba dies yes. and then Strength somehow yeah, of course yeah Boba Fett um comes back and right. then just straight up murders him right? exactly yes yeah. and we don't yeah we don't see how yet but we just are told that that's what happened and I thought that was in Mandalorian. They oh, show shit. him no, you're right. Right, like you're shooting right. him or something like that. Yeah. You are totally right. Sorry. Um, but uh, so then now we get this episode where he's like, well, I'm going, I need to know how to be a crime boss or something. And, and Fennec's giving him advice and they're walking around the town and, and, uh, and blah, sorry, they, they, the whole beginning of the episode starts with like, a bunch of people paying tributes to him as the new daimyo, the new like yeah, the new Pinio. shit, and uh, and so and the only the only interest which I mean, I've never was, heard that term before in my life. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and watched a ton of Star Wars, and it was never oh, Jabba Hutt's the daimyo or right. daimyo. Yeah, just say like I'm the new fucking crime lord. Like literally say the phrase right. I'm the fucking I'm the. I'm the, you, know, you, you, yeah. you don't want to say mafioso, but yeah, say I'm the new fucking hut around here, whatever. You can leave it vague because we know what it is. You're like the mafioso dude. So like um, the only in, in, a, in an episode that I wanted to like up until like the, the kind of fight that happens later on. But uh, it is at least cool that Matthew uh, Matt Barry from IT crowd plays right. the, protocol, the protocol droid yeah, yeah, really yeah. in face like uh, slight criticism, but I'm like. Okay, guys. Like we already have the gonk droid in in the in the shit with the, where it's just like a walking little person in a trash can, mm-hmm. and that's cool to be like, oh, they're the super jankiest, like you know, shit. They're the shitty, grungy side of Star Wars that Star Wars that most of us like, right? It's like, why do they make this protocol droid look like he's like a fucking string puppet? It's like very strange. Like, well, it's that's so the shitty. one who burns the feet of that droid. Oh, that's what, so really? in in oh, Return of the okay. Jedi. Remember the one droids oh. going upside down? It's like, and it's like uh, these other ones are in there, and it's like okay. pulling it down. I'm pretty sure that's it, the same it. droid pulling and burning his feet. Got it. Okay. Well, still, it's a it's a it was it was a weird. I mean, I but I I both. It's, I'm not really down on it because I like because Matt Barry does a great performance with it. Yeah, and I'm glad they just didn't make another fucking C3PO clone or something. You know, right, 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 right. It's off to criticize that you know. 3PO and R2-D2 are, are somehow involved with every fucking character in the nine movies all the time. Somehow. Well, because again, you're supposed to be seeing those movies through their eyes. Right. Exactly. You're, yeah. It's their perspective that you're experiencing those stories is True. through R2 and C3PO. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's almost like they're a weird audience surrogate sort of. Yeah. Like, yeah Cause that, that's what they've said is yeah. It's supposed to be like, you're following them more than anything else. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it gets a little weird when it's like, okay, like I, but you, you have to end up doing a lot of work to, to understand how, uh, how they're changing hands so specifically <laughs> to be, you know, but again, you can just say it's the force, it's the force, baby. It's all meant to be. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so 
Yeah, they're getting a bunch of tributes, and then this whole subplot that is just so insanely fucking dull is the 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 assistant who the guy the guy that plays the assistant of the mayor. He's he seems like a funny guy, but like he just is a as a one note dude. Like his delivery, like he does he he does his job very well, and he's some uh uh what is his name? I have the fucking thing here. Um, he's clearly like a comedian or a comedy writer or something. Right. I feel like I've seen him in stuff. Yes, of course he's not on the fucking like top build on you know, out of right. twenty fucking people. But he's oh, the no, one who's me. delivering uh, the decrees and stuff, right? David uh, Paschesi uh, is uh, Moksha, Mayor Mokshai's major domo. So they're going on a very yakuza kind of like Japanese theme here, which is odd. But um, but uh, he comes in and he he does a good job. But it's just like th- this is this is a series of seven episodes, and yet they go to like the same three sets all the time, or they have the same conversations all the time. It's like, I think they go to the mayor's office three or four times and have the same little fucking, uh, Oh, he's not in right now. You know, he, he's a little busy, sir. And did it. And just like, okay, like we fucking get it. Like you can do those once or twice. And then he becomes this weird, like key character in the last episode. And then don't start on the car chase and whatever. But, um, but yeah, they use they they use him way too much. Seems like a like a cool actor, but this character is fucking I don't know. It's it's Dullsville and it's it could be funny because of course Boba Fett is this kind of crass and gritty uh you know stoic dude, right? And then up against this very bureaucratic and and uh sardonic, kind of sarcastic, you know, very intelligent guy. Right. A little pompous and everything too, uh representing the bureaucracy of the town and um but I just could not like every time they started having a conversation, I was just like, Oh my God, it's the same. It's the same beats over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. So it, it seems like that's, this is one of those things I can't stop thinking about is like this show is seems like it had zero budget, but also obviously had a massive budget. Too. Yeah. It's like they spent it all in practical effects and makeup and then it reeks. It they reeks. were done. Yeah, it, it seems like one of those um, uh, movies that is just an adaptation of a play. And so it's like they just have a very different vibe because they're not um, it, they're, the, the, the scenery and the set changes aren't as dynamic because they're just, you know, in the play. Brown and gray. Yeah, they're just supposed to be in a stage, right? There's only maybe four or five, you know, scenes or sets or whatever it is. Right. And so this felt like that where it's like, OK, inside of his palace the fucking bar, the cantina that they go to 17 fucking times. And it's like, guys, how yeah, many times the old cantina? Right. And, and also can we, I get that this is on Tatooine, but Tatooine is not a very interesting planet at this point. <laughs> and right. they never go anywhere. I get it though. He's supposed to be a local. Cause he's boss. in most Isley. Most Espa. Which yes, is just, just okay, so it's not most Eisley, yeah. which is why they don't go to that cantina. Okay, never mind. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's most they Eisley. go to most. Why Eisley? don't they go to most Eisley? They do at some point, like briefly, and then, uh, but then it's like it's most Espa, which then ends up that other, and then most Pelga, which ends up being called Freetown, which is right. a fucking dumb thing too. But uh, I like I, again, I liked those characters and that whole thing in Mandalorian, but they they somehow magically made made it largely uninteresting. <laughs> 
right, right, right. just kill the guy off. <laughs> well, and also <laughs> it's oh, like... No, he's, oh, sorry, he's in the back to tank at the very end with his arm. Right, right, someone's in there cranking one out. <laughs> <laughs> he's stinking out the, the place. It's wild. <laughs> he's leaving old bleach and throwing uh, old... <laughs> Old Tatooine webs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Old sand spider webs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got some bantha cum. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done it. Okay, it's yeah. lonely out there at night. Yeah. Cold. He's imagining if he was a big weenus going into the Salak. <laughs> you know, uh, Deserts, actually, everyone thinks they're only hot, but it's more that it's extreme temperatures. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> even snow can be a desert if the conditions are right. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> and he's just talking off into yeah. space. <laughs> I uh, saw Hoth once. <laughs> uh, and quick side note, I had already said this to you, but the 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 loop of his character right. is constantly some sort of conflict is established. Uh, he has a plan immediately has a plan. He's trying to be a leader and t- take action, right? He immediately has a plan on how to go about it. Us, and then another character goes, wait, wait, you have to think about this. We should do it this way. And he immediately just goes, okay, let's do that. And he just, he, he, there's never, <laughs> There's there's literally no point in having like the scene should just then be, hey Fennec, what do you think we should do? Like you're the yeah. you're the assassin. How should we go about this? Like I mean, he's the assassin. You right. know what I mean? But it's like like just fucking do that then <laughs> instead of just him pseudo fighting, like start yeah. a fight, and then he just immediately acquiesces to yeah. whatever anyone fucking says. You know, but right. Uh, which then I think that's part th- that encapsulates what betrays what we grew up with the character and i don't even fucking care that much about boba fett but it's like boba fett was calm cool and collected he was supposed to be a badass very skilled fighter you know gunfighter assassin uh espionage style dude tracker tracker all that yeah he's a hunter right i mean he's a bounty right and what we get in this series is just like he's just a a he, he literally is just a bumbling dude who looks and it sucks because he doesn't look the part that Boba Fett was like he's now a big he's got a big dad bod he's in shape that the actor you know is is uh no. is in good shape and everything but like the fucking costume is now too wait it looks way too small for him well, it has black instead of the green and the yes. grays yeah. Yeah. Um, like okay which like kind of looks cool but it's it would look cool on somebody else, right i mean yeah. well and, and here's Blake how is swimming is slimming joke <laughs> Here's how the Boba Fett costume looks cool. It looks cool the way they put it on the Mandalorian. And that's, you know what I mean? Right, like, right, that's, right. that's what's weird about this. It's like, but it, this, this show is like, you know, hey, we've all got Mando fever now. Like everyone wants more Mandalorian stuff. Like they just want that costume. And well, so they became those. And when I was doing the shows was like gnarly because that was pseudo Deadpool style. Like they just started cranking out all kinds of Mandalorian toys. And this obviously way pre-show. It's just different Mandalore characters. Uh, her name's Ming-Na Wen, not way pre-show. See. Yeah. <laughs> Show some respect. <laughs> wing dong in yeah uh but uh uh but yeah like he this this character this version of boba fett is 
is just a bumbler. He's bumbling Sad his Boba fucking Fett. way, yeah, through everything. Yeah, he's not not that he's supposed to be fucking that emotionally dynamic, but again, Pedro Pascal, well, who plays Din Djarin, he's very stoic most of the time. And then when he is dynamic, when he does have some change of heart or or whatever, you can't even see his fucking face, but you can feel what he's feeling. You know, right. like like he does a great job at that. And so, well, and again, to your point of, of politics, like. Boba Fett's a loner. Why does he? I don't think he wants to be ruling this town, but he right. thinks yeah. he wants to. Yeah. yeah, like he because I mean, as we learn very late in this in the season, when he first meets Fennec and saves her life from her almost getting killed by the Mandalorian, uh, he brings her to the to the fucking mod squad and uh, gets her guts replaced because it got they got you know cut out or whatever yeah. the fuck happened in the Mandalorian fight and uh, left for dead and. Uh, uh, now that, you know, he saved her life, she owes him a debt and then helps him get started. And then she just, and then like, she just goes, I'll just go your way. And just like, but then it's like, is it friendship? Is it romantic? It doesn't seem like either. They just seem like two very dull. And I, that is another huge problem is that he and Ming-Na Wen are very dull characters. And, right. You know? And so it's just like, and well, you're again, two up. loners trying to act as rulers right. with no like count or council or court. Exactly. It's like these two loners are going to rule the town and know how to play politics. Exactly. And, and it's, and it's funny because Ming Na Wen is who's okay. Like she's always just been okay. I've never, you know, I like, and I, I watched, you know, I don't know, a handful of episodes. I've seen her in a bunch of shit, but I saw her in a handful of episodes of like the ancients of shield as well. And I'm like, God, Wait. she's just always, isn't that her? I thought you said the Asians of shield. No, <laughs> maybe it was a 40 and slip, but, uh, no, Asians <laughs> of shield. Uh, but, um, <laughs> I'm going to wipe out half of all Asians in the universe. <laughs> With a snap of my fingers. Uh, but, uh, no, she is, she's just not, she's not a leading person, not because of her gender or her cultural background at all. She's just a pretty dry, dull person. She's not very fun, but she's supposed to be this cool, badass, capable, basically like a, a ninja sort of character. Right. Right. And so, but she's kind of bumbling too. And as I said before, uh, uh, the fight that happens in the first episode, when they get ambushed by what we find out is the mayor's assassins, the, the fucking league of the white shadow, mm. something like that. Uh, th- they, that fight is at the end of a 38 minute. That's insane too. The C- series premiere is 38 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems to be, these are the only two options. The, the episodes are either 38 minutes or like 52 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why, but the fact that the first episode was like cut short, and seemed rush was very strange. Like, like it's your fucking series premiere. Like, make it good. You know, make it make it a mini movie. Make it a fucking hour and a half as your first big episode. Right, right, right. But, well, again, seven episodes, one of which has no Boba Fett. Exactly. <laughs> again, this is why I'm thinking about this show all the time. I've never fucking <laughs> seen something like that before. But when they have this fucking fight with the guys, with the they have the, they have their uh, fucking energy shields and all that stuff, set up to be a cool fucking thing. But this is the choreography in this show is like everything's just a tug of war and it's, there's no like, Oh cool. It's two capable fighters who are supposed to be Boba Fett is supposed to be 
one of the biggest badasses in the Marvel fucking universe, or sorry, in the Star Wars universe, right? <laughs> it's all cross connected. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, hey, wait for it in the you know multiverse of madness. You know what Doctor Strange mm-hmm. pretty soon. Um, they got John Luke Picard in there. It's crossing over Star Trek. Thank but, you, uh, Mister Strange. I was say, thank you, Mr. Star Trek. <laughs> it's Mr. Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> Prosper and live for a while. Uh, the name's Worf. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, did you see that Super Bowl trade? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wait, was he in? I, I no, didn't no, watch uh, the Super Bowl. So, so the if you watch the trailer for um, the new Doctor Strange movie, mm-hmm. you, at the end of the um, uh, trailer, you hear... Doctor Professor Xavier's voice, and it's Patrick mm. Stewart. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, should we should we inform him or should we tell him what's happening or like something like that? Mm. Uh, so that was you know, it's showing the X Men are going to be crossed over okay. finally with the problem. Picard will be there. Uh, yes, <laughs> but uh, they get in this fucking fight and they just get completely fucking worked. Like, and not even in a like the 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 soldiers don't even seem dangerous like the fucking assassins and the guys with the shield like they don't even really seem that dangerous right they're just kind of whacking at them and i'm like you're a fu-, like it's a, and so fenix like let me handle this or whatever and it's like she just gets fucked up immediately too and like right. and i'm like you you guys are supposed to be badasses it's like uh hey boba fett you have a fucking rocket pack so why don't you right. just jump out of here and hey fenix you have this giant fucking energy staff thing you can cl- you can parkour everything, climb walls, whatever, and you're just sitting here trying to punch and kick and do. It. And I'm like, and, and they it, they keep trying to. This happens in like the finale too when they're fighting the fucking uh, those very Terminator to a RoboCop two right, style right. Uh, mechs, which the design of those does not fit in the Star Wars universe at all. Well, they look like again those Episode One weird little yes. battle droid things, yes, but like exactly. way bigger, right? And so, um, so the, they, they're punching at these energy shields a billion fucking times. And it's like, guys, like you're just getting worked. Stop trying to punch or kick shields or even shoot those. Like, just get out of there. You have to fucking like get the shields away or hit these guys from behind or change your fucking strategy. And it goes on for so long. And then all of a sudden, I can't remember exactly what fucking happens, but all of a sudden the tug of war changes and uh fennec becomes uber badass that's now untouchable so she beats the shit out of all of them and and then boba fett kind of again bumbles his way through and she saves him and then she goes on a parkour chase for the assassin you know that's still mm-hmm. the one that's still alive or not knocked out or whatever but i'm just like what the fuck like i was watching it like again this is the first episode i'm like what the fuck is this show like what is <laughs> happening here like this is supposed to be a cool star wars fight and this sucked like it just seemed like right. It seemed like there was no choreographer and they just like winged it like, you know, and said, yeah. all right, look, look, try to look, hey, you're going to get beat up for a while. Then try to like, you know, look cool. And it's, it's just the weird, the movie magic kind of, uh, like, like he's, he's a badass when he needs to, but when we need emotions from when we need to extract some emotion from the audience, we'll just make him suck. You know, yeah. and it's like the Marvel movies do that quite. I mean, black Panther was like rife with that shit, which was fucking insane. But, um, but uh, my dogs finished eating their bullies. So now they're warm. my dong. I don't want to have to pause. I might have to in a little bit. Just, just well, to... we can vamp if we need to. There we go. So, um, but uh, yeah, so that fight, I was like, okay, this doesn't bode well, but it's just one fight. I'll just give them, you know, the benefit of the doubt. So, right, right, right. Um, right. 
And uh, so she tracks the guy down. That's like the end of the episode is when she goes to fucking catch the guy, right? She catches him at the very end. And then the, the next, we're not going to go up so bad, but like it yeah, opens yeah. up. You find out that it might be the mayor that sent these guys. And they say, no, no, of course it's not. And the fucking guy comes in again. The, the, the fucking, you know, two tailed, whatever that race of people's called. Right. Uh, Who's apparently all prostitutes. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're, all like, they're all like strippers and stuff like that. And, right. um, uh, and so then they're like, oh, is the mayor against us? Let's go meet the mayor. And that whole fucking subplot happens right. and all this stuff. And they're in the, that's that like whole fucking episode. And you're like, oh my God, dude. And then, uh, and then, but then like that whole second episode is like all Tuscan flashback, which is so fucking dull. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. That was like the boringest stuff was yes. him trying to escape and then not escape. And then he, what was one of the characters he was with? That was like another race of character that was. It was like the little Greedo. Was it a Greedo? Yeah, okay. It was one of the yeah, Greedo, yeah. Yeah. People. Because then they have like the Bosque race, which yes. all turn on him. Some yes. other random fish people race. Yes. The Pike. Yeah. The Pikes are like the drug runners that want free reign. Also, again, unclear. Why are the fucking drug runners just automatic? I get it. They're like, well, they're Tuscan Raiders. Like, I mean, they're, they're they they raid shit, but it's like, but like that try and and they have to do the. It's kind of a weird kind of wokeism thing where uh, somewhere later in the season it's he's like uh, translating for the, the chief of the Tuscans and he's like there are many Tuscan tribes and some of them are violent but not all and it's like okay so it's like thank you are not supposed to judge people by <laughs> by their color of their skin or their race or culture I get it it's fine right but just like uh, the he, he he they just they get fucking murdered by the pikers on the train for almost no reason then we have this whole thing where he has to teach them. He goes and steals some speeder bikes. That was like kind of that was kind of cool. But like again, every other scene that he's in, I'm sitting there going, "Wait, is Boba Fett a fucking good fighter or not?" Like I have to right, constantly right, right. ask because he go up, he'll go up against fucking low life scumbags and get his ass fucking worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he dreams about it in the back to tank, you know, and he's all back. Right, back. but uh, he gets fucking worked. <laughs> And then other scenes, it's like immediately comes in and is like doing all this cool shit, you know? And I'm like, right. I'm like, it's okay to use a fucking blaster fucking too. Like you didn't. Yeah. If he's got his gadgets and weapons, it's, you know, know? like, and, and his, his Beskar armor shit always seems like a weird last resort that he kind of like that, that basically like, uh, uh, the equivalent of like a Q from, um, uh, the James Bond series, like, like, oh, I've just installed this new, uh, you know, wrist rocket there, this knee rocket thing for you, Mr. Fetch, you know, and, and he's like, oh, cool, I'll use that tomorrow in that, in that, yeah, that skirmish or something, but it's just like shaking, not stead. Right. And, and, and the, the knee rocket was a cool fucking thing in the, in the finale. I'm like, it paid off, baby. I'm like, why didn't you fucking use this stuff before? Like, I don't know. Like, he's always using his shit when he's on the ground because he got his ass worked. And I'm just like, right, right. right. The fuck? Like, it's just so fucking strange. So, oh, got me ass pounded to death. (laughs) (laughs) It hurts in Uh, the desert. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it's 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 uh it's very strange that we are taught in the original trilogy to fear Boba Fett, right? Like right. He is a scary, unscrupulous bounty hunter. He's not to be right. trusted. But again, he's dangerous. <laughs> he he's solo. He's not trying to run a government. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Again, <laughs> he's just yeah, on the that, hunt for yeah, money. That premise alone, and that's the thing too. It's like, okay, where does the fucking 
why does the daimyo automatically overreach the fucking mayor? Like, you know what they, they should be trying to get in with the mayor to fucking like, uh, have a deal with him or incriminate him or, 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 uh, you know, put some muscle on him to make him scared so that they start sharing profits of the taxes or like, so I don't know, but like, yeah. But again, well, and maybe, <laughs> maybe that's why it's all the Japanese stuff. Cause it's supposed to be like wild West slash, yes, you know, yeah. ancient Japan when it was the Shogun warriors, right. Right. Running the town and the emperor was actually weak. And that's what sucks um, though, is that we already have the, the perfect, uh, samurai space cowboy uh, show in the Mandalorian. And now right. we have another one who's less capable in the similar, but goofier looking armor. And it's, it's, it's like Seinfeld. It's like, Hey, we already have a George. Like we don't need another fucking George in this group. Right. Right. Like, right, right. And uh, well, yeah. And then it's like, okay, so Mandalorian shows up. He defends his sword in this whole episode where he like fights a mega oh, Mandalorian. Yes. And then now all of a sudden the child's back and Grogu's like flying around and learns how to fly an X-Wing, which all that's fine, but just keep that for the Mando show, not this show. Hold that thought, because I think the last thing that I need to talk about, and it could be long, is what the... I know it was memefied immediately and all that stuff, but it's like, this is clearly some George Lucas bullshit, you know, like... Because, I mean, I get it. Like, George Lucas and Spielberg and Stephen King and all these these huge creators, they all grew up in the fucking 50s. And so everything that was fucking cool to them in the 50s is just hyper fucking prevalent in all of their shit. Like, any, right. anyone that's a badass is how badasses were in the 50s. Like, a biker gang or, you know, just, just having a, a gang in general. But it's like, right. it's like, hold on. Those fucking scooter kids. Oh, right, right. Are almost more offensive to the star Wars universe than the entire prequel trilogy. Like the worst parts of the prequel trilogy are better than those fucking scooter kids. These, these, uh, like new wave and dark wave or like they, they look like a bunch of fucking eighties kids. Uh, half of them dressed as fifties retro kids and, and they're called the mods, the modders. And it's like, this is, this is a fucking fifties street gang. This might as well be West side story or some bullshit. And it's like, the, they the danced chick. over from Back to the Future too. Right. Uh, <laughs> Sophie Thatcher, who plays the fucking girl, like the leader of them, literally just looks like she's from New York or L.A. because she wears just kind of fucking um, uh, blondie. She's in she's right. in a blondie costume, basically. Right. So instead of being Brown in drab hair. and dark clothes, they're in shortcut, yes, bright colored clothes, and they drive Vespas, yes. which. <laughs> I obviously have a mini bike and scooter, so it's fine. But it's like, this is a stretch. Like, why? And this offended a lot of people and yes. was a big thing. So it's like, <laughs> now, like, we have a hot take and, like, everyone loves this, these characters. It's kind of like saying you hate Jar Jar Binks or something. Yeah, yeah. But, they, but they created it is, a, it is just a goofball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why did you guys make the make a point to not only create a new Jar Jar Binks in these fucking mod, mod scooter people, but also have them be so fucking important. And they're clearly setting up this Sophie chick to be in future. Sh- like and I'm show, like, yeah. Oh my God. She's so she's fine. But like, she just needs to be in a fucking indie movie or some cool, whatever. Right. I don't know. Like it's well, just again, speeder bikes look like speeder bikes, but we know they're motorcycles. Right. It's not literal. Like it exactly. could have made it like a, a derpier speeder bike right. without it being a literal Vespa. Yes. And I can just fucking hear George Lucas going, 
well, I mean, you know, uh, uh, Tatooine is, is very drab and it's a very sandy place. So the, re- the kids that are rebellious, they're going to want as much color and, and as much pop well, as possible, easy, yeah. you know? And it's Wait, just, was he a part of this? I, I have no clue. but Because but like, I thought they cut him out and they've just they, been doing their did, own shit but, but his ideas and all that shit are owned by all of his notes all of his future treatments like so disney pulls I, again i don't know for a fact if this is it but somebody over there definitely pulled some spirit of george lucas shit if this was not actual notes from something he wrote himself or expanded you know what i mean like mm-hmm. also the 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 best part of the show uh is the credits when they have the really cool artwork of the scenes in right. the show uh and they look like the concept art or you know the the yeah. storyboards for the show beautiful artwork it's the same artist that's at the, doing the mandalorian that's great too their scooters while still stupid power rangers colors uh at least in those designs look way fucking cooler because they look right. kind of like modified speeder bikes that right which is what they should be right and it's yeah. instead the scale of the scooters is shrank by like a factor of seven. And they're like, these mm-hmm. t- they're like sitting on top of them, like a little scooter. And it's like, guys, this doesn't look yeah. cool at all. Side note, ding dong fundy was like, wouldn't it be so cool to be that job where you're drawing these pictures? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could get into that. I think I could It'd be sweet. a drawer, you know, be yeah. really cool. <laughs> a doodler, ding dong doodler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, doodle dong fundy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I just, and, and if they were just in that one episode, I could have been like, oh, that, that was funny. Like whatever. Like it, it, the whole episode was about bike gangs. Um, and of, cause of course then I love that the fucking other bike gang, like the badass bike gang, they're all wearing sleeveless denim vests. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck right. is cut. Like, nobody looks like they're in star Wars. And like now right. on the flip side of that, in that scene, in that bar where, the random dude and his like wife or girlfriend are having a drink. And he's like, this isn't right. And he's like, Oh, what did you say? And he's like, this isn't right. You know, cause they're, they're stealing food from him and skimming off the bar tab and mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm like, that guy looks star Wars as fuck. Like he was like, he had the fucking seventies cut and the sideburns and, and the yeah. fucking orange and cream colored Brown stuff. I was like, what is again? What is this? Like, why is it so like, if you're Swingy. on Tatooine, yeah. yeah. Why are you making these huge swings? to make things pop that don't look like they're on Tatooine. Like, you know, a perfect way to do something like that is oddly enough in this series, when they introduce the old Naboo fighter, that's all fucking ancient. And it's, it's an old mm-hmm. thunder that then they do up to be the Mandalorian's new ship. I'm like, Hey, that's a fucking cool way to make what is kind of a lame design in those old move in the prequel movies, because they're all bright yellow and stuff like that. Right. And then now it's like, oh, cool. You souped up this old fucking hot rod and it's this badass cool ship now. And, they, you know, he's, he fucking specifically grinds off almost all the yellow paint and like all that shit, too. And I'm like, that's a great way to bring something from even not very well loved movies into this. Right. And right. it's like, but instead you're trying to like, ugh, I don't know. It's, it's very, it's very frustrating. And the fact that uh, Sophie Thatcher's character gets so much screen time with then like the the sharpshooter gal that's from the free town whatever and they have this whole and i'm like the fucking mandalorian and boba fett are in this fucking show to get in this episode together and also that's a sad thing too the the virus of this series the (laughs) mankind is a virus (laughs) uh uh the the mandalorian can't even escape 
the bumblingness that is that is somehow right. <laughs> infecting yeah. every part of this show. Like I I was like I was like this is how you're going to introduce the dark saber. Like you're going to have the Mandalorian who has like a very cool character design and he and he's a fucking like but they made him when he fights in this in these uh these the, the one episode that's entirely about him which is fucking literally without the main character because Fennec shows up at the very end uh, for two seconds and is like, Hey, I got a job for you. And then, you know, cause you know, he owes, he owes Boba Fett a debt. That's why she asked him specifically. Great. Fine. But they, they take the Mandalorian's cameo and, but they literally turn 25% of this series into the Mandalorian. Like that's not, that's not bridging the gap between uh, season two and three of the Mandalorian. That is literally, having a weird hybrid show. It's not even a hybrid. It's like a weird doppelganger show that is kind of the Mandalorian. And, but the whole time you can't even really enjoy it. Cause I'm waiting for Boba Fett to come in and how it's going to fit together. Mm-hmm. And then, it, and then it just doesn't until it awkwardly does at the very end of that episode. And then the season, right. season finale is, is them fighting these fucking, uh, RoboCop two you know, bots and shit like that. But, right. Um, uh, there, you know, the, 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 he got the fucking, dark saber which i totally forgot that he got the dark saber at the end of season two but uh and they very the 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 fucking armor you know the what do they call her the smith or whatever that her name is the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's only basically three known mandalorians left basically you know, of the right. cult uh and it's the armor gal and the um one of the big the, the big you know hulking dude that has like the, i think he had the chain gun or whatever in the other episode in the mandalorian but um so Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, has the dark saber, and he's trying to swing it around, but it it weighs a lot, and it keeps getting heavier the worse he wields it, or something. And I'm like, what the? Fu-? And I'm sure that that's a thing. I'm sure that that is a a canon thing. But regardless, I'm not going to go read the fucking. Maybe I will, but I don't. I shouldn't have to go read the fucking Wikipedia or whatever to understand this. I've also read about right. the dark saber. And and nerded out about you know because you know when when fucking um, Gus from Breaking Bad has it you know in season two I was like oh cool what's that dark sword thing you know, like, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't remember one fucking thing saying I'm maybe and I'm sure I'm wrong but I don't remember one fucking thing saying the wielder must really want to do damage with it for it to be light enough to wield I'm like what I'm like that's kind of like that, that's kind of what she said right she's like you have to you have to want to hit with the dark saber. Otherwise, you like won't even be able to lift it as time goes. Or something like you have to. Com- or they yeah, like-, like your intent has to be to kill. Right. Right. Yes. And I'm uh, just like kind of okay. thing, and, and not think- just block and defend. Right. Like, and I think you have to be you- a wanted warrior to go out there and yeah, it's not a where the the tool of the Jedi right is not killing and murdering. Yes. Um, and the lightsabers are a last resort. So yes. maybe arguably the dark saber made from a X or like a Mandalorian Jedi, they said. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which is cool. That's has cool. the intent because they're hunters and killers. So maybe right, that's right. why it's like, it's the opposite and you can only use it if your intent is to hurt. You just explained it in a 10 times more interesting way <laughs> than the fucking show did. And just, right, right. <laughs> because, and it sucks because he's fighting with this thing probably three or four different times in the, between those two episodes. And all of those fucking fights, he's wielding it like it weighs 25 pounds and he's trying to lift it with one right. arm. And I'm like, 
And I'm like, oh my God. And then also he fucking sucks. Like, it's like, hey, dude, drop the fucking dark. If you can't use it right now, just drop the fucking dark saber because the big yeah. Mandalorian wants to, to take it from him in the trial by combat because then he'll have it. And he's he's of the line of the people that actually invented it, like the actual king right. of Mandalore right. or whatever. Fine, cool. But he is completely almost fucking killing Din Djarin. And then all of a sudden, Din Djarin finally just like drops the thing and gets the, gets the fucking, you know, gets a, a like a lucky kind of a shot on him and trips him. And then, and then he's down. And it's just like, that wasn't satisfying at all. He was just fucking, he was like smearing him with this sword <laughs> and yeah. then, and then just ended up relying on his shit anyway at the very end. And so also I wouldn't even want to say this usually in a star Wars fight. The fights are all too long. They're too long and they're too slow and they're too, again, no, all these episodes were, which I hate is just action. Like I need some story here. Right. I can't just have, you know, money shots the whole time. I right. need some buildup. Right. The, the 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 in, the only interesting thing about the book of Boba Fett is the good parts of the Mandalorian episodes. Like I like the stuff when he like has to get on the fucking um uh the private like a normal a normal commercial air flight <laughs> like he has to get on. Right, there. right, right. I love that they had the Star Tours droids running mm-hmm. the fucking uh customs and the fucking uh, weapons check and all that stuff. But then shit with the weapons check, it's like. They they made you feel like some crazy shit something was going to happen with with his weapons when he had to check them in his in the you know in the luggage or whatever and then he fucking gets the box cuz I mean Sarah and I were both like oh fucks it's this is all part of someone's going to have stolen the dark saber and, and this and, mm-hmm. and, and then he just opens it up and he's like well it's all here <laughs> and I'm like yeah. okay like what was the point of that entire right. exchange just a false tension door? I'm like what yeah. the fuck yeah, it's like all these weird, pointless red herrings, you know. So, uh, and then the other highlight again, nothing to do with Boba Fett, but is uh, Amy Sedaris's character, like the mechanic chick. Like she's a really fun, right. funny character that you would think would get annoying, but she's—I think she's—you know—she continues to be, uh, I think, entertaining in a in a she consistently entertaining, right? She doesn't really like wear out her welcome, and uh, and so and so that's fine and then you know the whole thing with souping up the ship and whatever and then meanwhile <laughs> nothing's going on with the boba fett story because the rest of the episodes the, the, the other than the season finale it's all about grogu and cg luke skywalker right right and and grogu like, learning the force and yes. grogu turning away from the force and yeah. flying and feeling love for the mandalorian right <laughs> which is very touching and and cool yeah. but like and you know, and and we have to get a little Ahsoka Tano in there because right, 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 loves her. And I mean, Rosario Dawson's fine, but like it, her, it, her. Yeah. M- sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it felt like one of those. Ah, there was some Marvel movie where the movie was just cameos. Yeah, uh, yeah. What was that? Uh, was it Wolver- Gambit or no? Uh, oh yeah, X Men. One movie. of the Wolverine movies. It was, was X Men Origins. Wolverine was like all cameos, and she was like right, Rob right. and Gambit. And this. Yeah, yeah, it was ter- it was awful, but yeah. Um, because again, this was just like how many cool thing or whatever people can we just jam in here? Right, exactly. The back half of the <laughs> yeah. the season. <laughs> yes. Uh, and and again, I'm like, it's like, guys, this is Star Wars, and this is Boba Fett, and this is Disney Plus, like, like. I, I don't know with the success of the Mandalorian. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they had fucking free reign to do almost anything with this shit. And now I know it was shot during COVID, but it, that shouldn't matter, right? Like once, once all your, 
safety regulation, you can still just do that. That doesn't affect your fucking budget. You know what I mean? Right. If anything, or your storytelling people, capabilities. Right. Like if anything, more people were signed up for Disney Plus during the the early days of right. the pandemic because that's all they had to do was fucking watch TV and you know, you know be inside most of the time. So, uh, but yeah, Grogu's whole thing and Grogu's great. You know, Baby Yoda's great and uh, Mandalorian has this touching scene where he takes the spear that he got from that um, that weird like uh, samurai fucking episode of Mandalorian where we first meet Ahsoka Tano uh, and he, he kills that chick that's running that town uh, takes the takes the Beskar spear from her. Also, the fucking blacksmith is like, I, I, I get it, I guess. But he's like, Beskar should be used for armor and never for weapons. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> like, why? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, also. Right. It seems to be used for weapons too. The weapons that are built into the fucking arm. I don't. Anyway, so uh, uh, he makes a little fucking uh, uh, chainmail shirt out of Beskar for Grogu. He wants to give it to Grogu and go to the the planet where Luke is training him to be a Jedi. Um, they did a they did a pretty. I mean, it is jarring at times, but they did a pretty decent job with holding on the the cg luke skywalker right this is return mm-hmm. of the era at a return of the jedi return of the jedi era luke skywalker a little better than when his you know his big surprise scene in mandalorian i think season one or two whatever season that was when he comes in and, and rex rex house but mm-hmm. uh but uh they whoever is doing his voice it was like i don't know if the actor had to be extra deliberate to make sure it like matched the cg mouth or if it was just them doing like that's just this actor's interpretation of how Mark Hamill talked back then. It was just, it was just, it was very slow. Like it was very like, almost like it was an AI generated voice or, or a, an AI like did the timing of the voice to match the lip flaps and stuff. But I don't know. It was very, very anime at times. Like very watch dumb. out for my lip flaps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, okay enough job, but also I'm like, Man, Luke's a fucking dick in this again. Like, why is why do they always have to make Luke a dick? Like, right. <laughs> like in these later, anytime, every time after Return of the Jedi, it's like, well, Luke's a fucking hard ass and sad and whatever too. I mean, it is, it is, it was kind of cool, I guess, that we get to see the little the Jedi Temple that he ends up, you know, that Kylo Ren's whole right. betrayal happens in it all. It's like, okay, that's cool. The the ant droids, though, I was like, this is fucking weird. Like, this is some ancient aliens shit where it's like, like. There's a billion of these fuck. We've never seen these ant droids. Uh, we always tend to see dr- uh, regular droids and people building even like the Death Star or something. But it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's not like a big thing. I guess it's kind of cool. But they looked, they also didn't look very Star Wars. Like their design was off. Like if there were ant droids that were, that looked like they're supposed to be these like dusty worker, you know, blue collar droids, that would be fine. But they just looked like pristine and white. They, they kind of have the same look as the protocol droid that Matt Berry plays, you know. Right. Um, but uh, and then it took like three minutes for them to uh, I thought I was like, oh, they're going to be doing something else for Din Djarin who lands on the planet. It's like he and he just goes, is that supposed to be a bench? And then it is a bench. <laughs> but it takes like Three minutes for them to build it. And we watch them move the blocks and the bamboo. Sh- and I'm like, why did we watch all of that? Why couldn't he have just sat on a fucking rock or why couldn't? a bench already have been there. I don't know. It's just right. every fucking scene, every single one had weird choices, you know, like, like there are many scenes in the Mandalorian or in star Wars or whatever. We were like, Oh, that was a pretty perfect, cool scene, you know, but it's like mm-hmm. every fucking scene had something that was just off, you know, like it just felt weird the whole time. So, 
Uh, but yeah, I mean the the Grogu stuff getting trained was was very cute, and uh, seeing him jump around and fly and you know, do do his force jumps and everything. Uh, and and I liked that. Like, I mean, it's it's not a big secret at this point, but obviously he was like he was well on his way to learn to being a trained you know Padawan or whatever. And when Order sixty six happened, he's obviously traumatized by probably seeing you know thirty three of his fucking friends um, fellow yeah. students murdered in front of him or something like that but uh so cool like the mystery behind grogo is still one of the compelling things with the mandalorian which is great but right but again the entire there's i had so much cognitive dissonance because of the entire episode that focused on the episodes that focus on mandalorian and grogu my brain is like okay next scene's getting back not that i'm not enjoying it but i'm like oh next scene's yeah, gonna tie back here to we boba go fett. then we get back yeah. to boba fett then we get and then and then really all we get at the end of the series of the season is uh boba fett uh getting beaten down by the mayor aligning with the, we find out the mayor's behind it all he's allied with the pikers the kind of fish-headed people and he's going to get a cut of the spice so he wants the spice lines to keep going but that's bringing that's killing the tuscan raiders or, or potentially killing tuscan raiders and it's just bringing more crime and villainy and shit like that into most espa the which, planet yeah which is what um uh, Daimyo Fett wants to be controlling, right? And he, right. he doesn't want to do it with drugs. He wants to be a uh, a kind of uh, ruler of the people, like the good mobster. Like he's a in lawful, all the mob movies, we're like, we don't do drugs, right? He's like the lawful bad character, right? right. Like he's he's bad, he's doing bad stuff, but he's he's p- trying to play by some code of honor or rules or something, right? right. So, uh, so then the big battle happens, and the the pikers and the and the mayor of fucking have their full forces out, like all of their fucking people are are going to try to track down Boba Fett in this war. Uh, we had the, whole, uh, Oh, and then I, I, I guess I forgot about this character. Um, the fucking, uh, what's his name? Cad Bane, the, the, the fucking gunslinger dude with the, Oh yeah. yeah ever, I've seen toys of that thing forever. And yes, now I, I was like, Oh, it's their that pants. character, yeah. you know, but, um, uh, and they also, I'm looking at IMDB and I can't see who the fuck plays Cad Bane. Because the voice seemed kind of familiar, but mm-hmm. um, let's see, let's see. Hold on, let me let me do a little control F action here. Uh, let's see, Corey Burton, Coid me, Coid me, and I'm, oh, he's oh a, yeah, oh. Corey Burton is an name? American voice actor with Aspergers. He is known for voicing Mole in Atlantis: The Lost Empire, Captain Hook in Return to Neverland, and Kingdom Hearts. Oh, okay. Uh, Count Dooku in the Star Wars media whenever Christopher Lee was unavailable. Uh, Hugo Strange in Batman Arkham City. Judge Claude Frollo in Kingdom whatever. Okay, so he's just a voice actor, right? So, fine. Yeah. Uh, but, what, I don't know. What, I'm, I'm, what did you think of Cad Bane's character? Again, I think this was just like cameo fiends, right? Like, he was there, he kind of did some stuff, and then didn't he get wasted? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's where I was just like, Wait, hold on. I was I was like I didn't really know who he was, but I have seen his face in so many things and so many so many memes where people are clearly saying he's such a fucking bad like one of the biggest badasses in the Star Wars universe and da, da, da. and I was no. like, "Oh cool, I've seen this guy. Maybe they'll maybe it'll play out and he'll be maybe he'll be like the real villain or work and he is working for the real villain behind it, but he's just working for the fucking mayor and the pikers." Where I'm just right, like right. He's just a bounty hunter, a hired gun bounty hunter. Yeah. So he's not. Yeah. Is it going to be Boba Fett's real net? Like you said, right. like long term battler. Exactly. Right. And and yet 
his voice acting is fucking Shakespearean where I'm just like, whoa, they're, they're, they're making him really, you know, they're, they're making, he's making really big choices here. And everything he says is a big fucking speech and da, 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 da. And I'm like, and I'm like, okay, cool. So I guess we're going to be seeing more of this guy. <laughs> and then he, he's there and he's just, he's just antagonizing Boba Fett. Cause and, and the whole theme, like he is there to be, well, to represent Boba Fett's past. Right. And like, like, cause he's constantly going, you'll always just be a bounty hunter. It's in your blood. It's what you are. It's just that shit yeah. over and over and over. He has the same conversation with the Mandalorian that he does with Boba Fett separately. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> get it? Like, you know, get your, you better get those Tuscans out of the desert. Yeah. Let the train run through Mos Espa because get your spice, damn spice, hands because the off her. Flow. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, the spice must flow. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, so spice is life. Also, they don't even, they don't even do anything cool like, that's Cad Bane. He's he's right. uh, this race of alien. Like like I don't even know what the fuck he is, and why does he have the fucking you know? I, I guess cowboy he's hat a, again, right? He's got a cowboy hat, but also kind of some Darth Vader shit going on. Like the you know, right. seems like something helps him breathe or live or survive. I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, a, a cool enough character design. Although they kind of, it's one of those situations where it's like, well, we do always ask for this. It's like, hey, you already got the pictures in the cartoon. Just make him look like that in real life. But it kind of looks. The, the makeup is really good, but it does <laughs> kind of just look like a toy that came to life. Like, right, right. <laughs> like his face kind of looks like plastic and shit like that. It's very strange, mm. but uh, I like the, the sharp teeth and everything. But again, uh, underutilized. Uh, yes, he's quick on the draw, but uh, Boba, <laughs> it's also insane. As someone who loves, uh, you know, close quarters combat and things and weapons and, and grappling and, you know, bone breaks and things which i did appreciate there were some good bone breaks and the joint you know ripping mm-hmm. out joints and things like that um uh, for boba fett to somehow defeat this insanely fast gunslinger with his tuscan stick spear thing i'm like come on dude like you gotta be fucking kidding me like it it would have been more i get it it's like oh he chose to be the tuscan instead of the bounty hunter but it's like yeah but even for Star Wars, that's fucking not realistic. You know, like, it's just like, yeah. I get it. He has Beskar armor on, which also they very much. I know that I know that the Mandalorian reacts to like gunfire and stuff because like, which is kind of it kind of sucks. It's the only thing I don't like about the Mandalorian is like he's he's kind of badass. He's not a super badass. And so like mm-hmm. when, when they get shot with blaster fire and things like that in this series, it's like ratcheted up way more than it is in Mandalorian. Like Mandalorian, he kind of gets like, he's like, ah, ah, you know, and like turns around and shoots the guy or whatever, which happens in this one too. But then other times with the same guns, they're acting like these fucking bullets are knocking them over. Even, you know, they're obviously not getting shot because of their armor and stuff, but it's just like, okay. Like, I don't know. But, um, the, uh, I, I, I also guess that I liked that it was kind of funny that, uh, he cut himself with the dark saber on his leg. Right. Like he took a chunk of his leg out, but then they just kind of healed it. I don't know. He's limping around. They kind of healed it and whatever. And then he gets into the whole crime underworld of that fucking airport. And I'm like, well, this is kind of interesting. And then he just goes, fuck you. I'm out of here. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then we never see that. I'm sure we will in the future, but we never see that fucking weird alien chick. That's like the mafioso girl. I don't know, but uh, they're, they're having, you know, short story, very long. This big fight is occurring. Cad Bane fucking dies. They have a big, you know, the the two big mechs come in. Uh, 
you know, of course, uh, Boba Fett is only or or, or uh, Fennec Shans. She's like, I have. She's she says something like, uh, "Oh, don't worry, I have a little contingency plan." And then she goes and gets the fucking mod kids <laughs> to go right. like fight with them, and they just get fucking work the whole fucking time. Yeah, and. And ultimately, it's the people of Freetown that end up coming and giving them the numbers to even like stand a chance. But I don't know. In the meantime, they're never it's it's kind of like, you know, the fucking like we were saying about Hela before any superhero. It's like, why aren't they just always using if if literally innocent people's lives are on the line? Why aren't they just using their best powers and best moves all the time? Like, why are they fucking doing this? We got to just like run and shoot at them with my hand blaster. And I'm just like and and. The the book the, the annoying bookend of this season finale, as well as the season opener, is that kind of like when Boba Fett and Fennec are just punching, con- punching and kicking at the fucking energy shields. They just keep fucking shooting at these fucking robots. And I know that ammo isn't like a big, you know, ammo scarcity is not a big worry right. in the Star Wars universe. But it's just like. I don't think you need to shoot at this fucking force field around these mechs a trillion times to make sure that it follows you, right? Like, cause they're trying to lead it away and do it. And I'm just like, why are you guys continuing to try? Like what force field ever gets broken down by continuous fire, right? Like, well, that's where the star Trek part comes in and mixes because <laughs> their force fields mm. could only take so many blasts. And then it had the energy oh, yeah. to hold up. Shield integrity is only at 72%. Yeah. Sir, like it can handle that. four more, you know? Yeah. So it, it would, you know, I don't know if that's well, the I case here. Putting that shield around your butthole when I'm fucking. <laughs> <laughs> well, integrity would be about a sex. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what voice. Yeah, that's a woof. <laughs> yeah, hey. Um, actually, I'd like to touch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in theory, right? Maybe it's it can only handle so much, right? Um, but to your point again, it it literally comes down to the big beast. They say, and and that's the thing. They establish right off the bat. They're like. Nothing's getting through those force fields, at least not anything as fast as a blaster as blaster fire. Like, cause you know, that's the whole thing, like kind of based on real science too, is like the, the frequency at which the, the light force, the laser force is being emitted. You can yeah. technically get through it by, uh, matching sharp, we- you know, like hand to hand weapons or, or yeah, or like, yeah, trying to walk through it or they, and they do that, which is cool. Like later on, but, but again, why, when you introduce that, why, Maybe have something that like, I don't know, throw, maybe, maybe he could have kept that Beskar spear and thrown it through the fucking force. You know what I mean? Like well, I they know. even try and walk through where the one Wookiee guy like puts his hand and then gets blasted and right, then right. it takes the force field going down for Mandalorian even to slice through. And then <laughs> yeah. he's fucking up when he's slicing through. It's like, just slice through the fucking I know. head I know. Yeah. and the, the arm. He's like yes. dicking around. Needlessly extended bumbling fights like this whole yeah. fucking, it's like. It's like, wow, great guys. You even made the Mandalorian look like he kind of sucks. Like he doesn't yeah. really know what he's doing. And uh, uh, yeah, because then fucking the Rancor, you know, Boba Fett somehow <laughs> goes back and gets the Rancor. But then the fucking Rancor sucks sometimes, but also is is insane. Other like cool other times. I'm just like, OK, yeah. like and Grogu rips a thing apart. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Grogu comes in and whatever, which which is cool. Like, I'm glad, you know. Uh, they they like that you know the little baby of course uh, saves all of them and then of course it's I I really like that like 
because uh, they establish that the rancor the rancor isn't really a violent thing unless provoked. Like it's a pretty it's a pretty uh, right. gentle creature despite its scary appearance. But like, uh, but Grogu just like calms him down with force powers, and then he literally pets him and then <laughs> takes a little nap with him too. I was like, oh, that's yeah. really that's adorable. <laughs> that's that literally the best part of this whole season of this fucking show. Um, was he snuggles up with him like that? But uh, uh. Anyway, but I, I don't know. And, but yes, and yes, that that also was establishing that Grogu fucking chooses chooses to his attachment to the Mandalorian, which also kind of makes the whole like, if they were gonna do that, why didn't they just have the Mandalorian fucking give him the gift? You know what I mean? Like it's like they kept him away in this, and then fucking Luke is like, hey, you know, your best fucking friend in the world wants to give you this cool little you know armor uh, that he made for you. But if you choose it, get the fuck out of here. I'm just like, God, dude, like I get it, but it's just like, I get you're tough, you're a Jedi, but I'm just like, and I, I think it's supposed to be showing that Luke is, is not as obviously good of a teacher right off the bat as like Yoda was or Obi-Wan or whatever. I get. Right. Well, and even then Luke left Yoda and came back and exactly. then, so it's like, yeah, you can see his frustrations and where he becomes just a, a gritty old piece of shit. Right. And then second on green milk. And I and I'm assuming that because there's going to be an Ahsoka Tano show, I'm assuming this is kind of her story branch point because they have that awkward thing where Luke's like, "Will we ever see each other again?" And she's like, "I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> see you <Yeah>. later." And <laughs> she's like, okay, like I'm and, and, Bye. and yeah. yeah. And also, I don't know. Again, I can make this argument, but her her alien races look it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's from star wars even in the fucking cartoon like which i watched right. these number ups i'm like it just she looks like a fucking pharaoh like what the fuck is this design like it's so weird anyway but i know i'm nitpicking but it's like why not just make her one of the other 50 races that have kind of these long tendrils one or two or three of them hanging from their fucking head or something you know what i mean right um but yeah they finally the 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 fight at the end the battle at the end was like i think almost a half hour long or something ridiculous. And I'm like, this is way too long. It's not interesting. And then of course, fucking Sophie Thatcher's mod character and the other chick sharpshoot the thing to distract it and then whatever. And then the rancor comes in. I'm like, okay, great. I still could not care less about any of like, we also met the people of free Freetown, other than the bartender and the fucking, uh, Marshall dude. We met them for like two seconds. Like, why? Like, are we supposed right. to care about the fucking sharpshooter girl? Not because she's a girl, but because we don't know who the fuck she had two lines, you know, yeah. or whatever. When should we? And that was like three episodes ago. So, anyway, um, but uh, uh, and also big missed opportunity to not have the fucking Marshall dude show up and help with this fight. Like, you you think he just gets unceremoniously killed by Cad Bane in a duel, which also bumbling fight too. Cause he gets shot in the arm and then I'm like, Oh cool. At least he's not dead. He's just shot in the arm and then he's fucking dead. I mean, he's not cause of the back to tank thing, but it's just like the show leads us to believe that he's fucking was murdered. And I'm like, okay, everything was just very unclear and messy, but, um, but, uh, and then we get, uh, Grogu, uh, in the new, uh, Oh yeah. The last scene the, yeah, I think it's, well, it's like the second to last scene is Mandal you know the Mandalorian's exit and I guess on the on the way to his to more of his own show with Grogu back in tow he's in the he's in the little R2 X-wing yeah yeah he's in he's in the little R2 pod that's been converted to not have an R2 pod in there so it's like a like a bucket seat 
and uh, he is obsessed. He's knocking on the glass because he's obsessed with the basically the nitrous boost that he has for the engines that can make it go super fast. And uh, you know, he just fucking manipulates the Mandalorian being cute and annoying into doing a big blast. Right. And so, and then we get, I think we get Boba Fett and Fennec like, yeah, like waving and walking yeah. through the town. He's like, right. why does it always have to be on the right? Cause he's That's like all right. fucked up. And then it just kind of like fades away. I think. Oh after yeah. He's, that, he's, right? he's like, uh, people are handing him flowers and he's like, and he's yeah. like, I hate shaking hands. And she's like, well, because well, he does like a certain wave to them. Yes. And she's like, like on the right hand. Side. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, you better get used to it. And and I'm just like, OK, please stop this show. Like, we don't <laughs> need, like, I, like it's fine. I, I I if they if they cut back, if, if it is a true cameo by Boba Fett in the future and he's going to help them, you know, get some fucking kyber crystal that's I don't know, in some future episode of some shit. I don't know. Great. Fine. But like. This fucking series, I I literally could have, if 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 in the Mandalorian or another a future in the Obi Wan, what well whatever's in the in the right timeline, in the Mandalorian era, if you had just told me in one episode of that show, if he goes back to Tatooine for some reason, and it's it's a it's a cool like cameo reveal that uh, uh oh Boba Fett fucking killed uh Bit Fortuna Bib Fortuna and is now running. Jabba's palace and the crime here I'd be like that's cool I'd be like oh cool like like that's that's a cool little thing and maybe we'll see a little bit more of Boba Fett you know afterwards after he helped save Mandalorian's life whenever but like that sentence that little scene is more intriguing and cool because it's a little bit mysterious too it's like oh just like Boba Fett always is he somehow survived and he's fucking running you know we, we found out he obviously survived you know when he helped Mandalorian but it's like I would have rather that just been kind of a not a throwaway line, but just a line by a character to give, to just make the scenery richer, basically, you know, it's like, yeah. cool. Boba Fett is now running uh crime in uh, parts of Tatooine. And that's cool. Check that, check that off. And later on, that'll come back to help us or hurt us in some way in the future. And that's great. Right. But um, I, I just, I could not believe the, the, me- the messiness of, of this. And, this fucking show is directed mostly by Robert Rodriguez. Uh, and then the Mandalorian episodes directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, because she directs a chunk of like the other, that she directs a lot of the Mandalorian show as well. And I'm just like, what are you guys fucking doing, dude? Like, I, and I mean, Ro- Robert Rodriguez didn't write the script or anything, I guess, but it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Favreau is an executive producer on this. I think Dave Filoni was like a fucking consultant or whatever, but it clear it's clear that it is like, a different showrunner doing this fucking show. Cause it well, is. And someone directed the Mandalorian episode and everyone's like, she needs to direct all of them. That was forward. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. just like, yeah. And, and it's like, great, you know, whatever. But, um, also Dave Filoni directed one episode too, which was, let's see. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to fucking find it. It's fine. Um, Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, where is the director episode? That's weird. It says that he's a director, but then when you actually look at his role, he just executive produced all the episodes. So right, right, anyway. right. But uh, yeah, super bad, super uh, more like book of boring fat. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm not I I don't love Star Wars so much that I say like it's ruined or whatever. It's like I don't care that much, but it, it, I mean, it kind of I don't I don't like hate Boba Fett now. That's not the point. It's not like I hate him as a character. 
it's just I'm now it's even worse. I'm now not interested in his character anymore. Right. I'd rather hate him for making choices I wouldn't make or this or whatever. At least that would be interesting. But uh, now I just don't care. And uh, Fennec, Fennec Sean's character design is really cool. Like she's got like the fucking double Devo helmet that becomes like a, you know, a little slit visor um, kind of mixing like uh, mixing like a little bit of like European Chinese and samurai helmet armor all in one weird blend kind of thing. And then she's got the black fucking cloak armor. It's like, all the all these missed opportunities and uh like as much as she kind of annoys me and i think she's overused the girl that plays valkyrie in the thor in the marvel movies that he meets in thor ragnarok right that's you know an alcoholic and and whatever yeah. and then she's also in westworld and, and everything she's a really good actor she just always plays fucking annoying characters that are unlikable but she would have been a great choice for fennec because she has she at the very least has a dangerousness about her and she's good at making you, she, she can be redeeming, but also, Oh wow. She could be a fucking crazy cold blooded killer when she needs to be, you know what I mean? Like some, mm. somebody like that. I don't, I mean, Ming-Na Wen is like, I think it's because she fucking played Mulan and stuff that she has this connection, but I'm just like, I don't know, whatever. So, um, very boring, you know, for, for him, even if he was boring, and everyone else was great. I'd be like, okay, but you know, they have to hire him because he's, he is, you know, he's been Boba, Boba Fett since yeah. the fucking prequels. Right. So yep. fine, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it's, it's makes, it makes me less, ex- I mean, I still watch the Mandalorian, but it makes me less excited. And, and, but I'll now be very interested while watching the Mandalorian to see if any of this kind of virus of humblingness, uh, well, just to see if it is, brought down at all in quality because of the book of Boba Fett. You know what I mean? So, uh, cause you know, how, you know, how fucking cool it would have been if at the very end of that episode, uh, you know, when they're like, we don't have, he's like, we don't have enough allies to stun the Jones against the pikers and the mayors, you know, whatever. Like then, and then Fennec Sean goes, uh, I know a guy I got to go get him. And then she's gone for like the next episode. And then when the battle starts, Instead of waiting for the people of Freetown, the fucking Mandalorian shows up and just fucking wrecks. That would have been the way to fucking do it. Like, it's like if, if that would have been a true cameo where it's not about him for two and a half hours of a seven hour show. But it's just like, dude, that would have been a cool moment. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, any other any other thoughts on the book of Boring Fett? No, uh, I think we did it. Any thoughts <laughs> on Boba T? It's a little final. I, I was obsessed at one point in my life. Yeah. Yes. Everyone. I was. think there was a summer I went like five times a night, not oh, a night, God. five times a day, okay. but went at like night. Five times a day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I've always found five times text- a week. The texture night. of the gelatinous balls to be disgusting. And I do. Oh, know. I love it. Um, yeah. Other than that, thanks as always, guys, for your support. Uh, I guess I'll turn the music on. Sort of there we go uh yeah thanks as always for your guys support both emotionally and financially and sexually and uh, we'll be back in a couple days with some later episode of adventurous ghosts (laughs) so until then bye. bye